Alrighty. Hey, everybody. This is Adrian. Welcome to another episode of Anything Flows. This is episode 19. And today I have Adley Juarez here. She, many of you might know her, maybe you worked out with her or have worked out with her at B1 before. Uh, maybe that's why you're listening to this podcast because you're one of her followers. And um, today we're just going to be talking about kind of both of our health and fitness journeys, our careers as health coach and and fitness trainer um and kind of just tips uh kind of motivation or insight kind of mindfulness uh or mindset things when it comes to your health and fitness journey so we're really kind of coming together here to put our expertise together Um, but i'll just let adley kind of introduce herself tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background and kind of like what you're wanting to share with today's episode. Hello, I'm excited to be here. And um, a little bit about myself, I am from Yuma, born and raised. And as far as um, fitness goes, I've been personal training since 2016. And um, before that though, I was an athlete most of my life. So exercise and fitness has always been a big component of my life. And um, in 2016 is when actually Brennan, the owner of B1, had reached out to me to see if I wanted to train when B1 was like way out in the foothills. So that kind of sparked that. Plus, my husband also was at the time a certified personal trainer first with ACE. So with my background in exercise and then meeting my husband and then he got into personal training, I just thought it was really cool that that could be a job. So anyway... From there, I got certified, and I didn't end up working at B1 at the time. I started my fitness career, I guess you could say, at 4th Ave, which I'm super grateful for that beginning because it helped me build my clientele, and working with Justin was great. He's such a great mentor, so I was really happy to start my career there. And then in time, I when B1 moved more into town is when I started working at B1, so I made the transition and if you're an entrepreneur, you know making jumps sometimes can be scary, but I'm really grateful for where I'm at right now, and I'm grateful to be a part of the team at B1 because we're going to grow and go places, so I'm excited for that. But um, yeah, I've been training since 2016, so I don't know how many years that's been. I guess eight years? Yeah. Okay, eight uh-huh. years. Yeah, but I, that's all I can think of right now. Um, yeah. So, and then we started training together. I... Start. I kind of came across you on Instagram, saw your content, really liked it, especially because you focused a lot on, I think, the things that I try to focus a lot on with my clients, but maybe don't have like the personal training certification to really like support them, mm-hmm. which is things like with, with like the physical side in the gym, which is maybe like the the like mobility and like taking care of your joints and things like that. So for those of you that don't know, I've had three knee surgeries since I was 13 or 14 and then two others in college and after the third one like I wasn't ever really like 100% and then I went to the gym and started I think last year I did really well on my own I was disciplined I felt like I was knowledgeable enough to help myself but I think I was missing kind of like the foundation a little bit like when I went and saw you we kind of talked a lot about like strengthening the muscles that are going to support my knee and so Mm -hmm. like that was really helpful to get your expertise have your your support with things like your glute guide like very easy to follow things that I do at home outside of you know working one-on-one with you Mm -hmm. so I feel like it was 
Like you were just there to support me in exactly the way that I needed. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I was happy that our paths crossed. And I, I recently got, my most recent certification is glute specialist. So when we connected, I believe through the glute guide, and then you told me about your knee surgeries and that you needed some guidance and stuff. I was just like, I can yeah, help you with that. Yeah, I can and I remember, help. yeah, I remember too, Alexis, because she also trains with you. And I... I think she had mentioned something too. And then at the same time, like I, I reached out to you about the glute guide and it was like, yeah. perfect. Like, I, I think I want to work with like a trainer. Like, like I said, I feel like I'm disciplined enough to go to the gym and do, you know, be active. Like I enjoy doing those things. I was an athlete, you know, too, but like, I also want to be healthy. Like nobody wants to be limping, you know, mm-hmm. going out of the gym, you know? So I, I was, I need to kind of like to take a step back and make sure I was doing things in a healthy way that I could keep going for sure yeah yeah and that's why I was excited to work with you because I obviously use what I learned in my certs with all my clients but to have such a specific need with you that needed to be filled I was so excited about Mm -hmm. because I could really put into practice what I learned in that certification and in that certification I learned a lot about how everything is connected even from our shoulders down to our ankles but glutes is a lot more than just the appearance or you know getting a bigger but Mm -hmm. it's a lot to do with functionality and since you had three knee surgeries I also didn't want you to be in pain or limping like nobody that's not quality of life you don't want to live like that so it was so fun every time we had our session I was so excited because I'm like yes we have a purpose something that we're specifically working on so that you could see progress in it and learn too so that when you work out on your own because you are super disciplined which is awesome um, you could do it on your own too what you learned at the gym yeah I, I think too like when I was going to the gym on my own before in my mind it was like I had to like squat heavy I had to like back you know back squat deadlift like do these things mm-hmm. and I enjoyed doing those but like I didn't know that I could really get more benefit by like just kind of doing things smarter and I think you taught me that so I think anybody who like like I said I I have a background that, like with with sports you know I was active but it doesn't mean that getting more support isn't help you know isn't gonna hurt or isn't helpful um so I would highly recommend anybody to go train with you and your husband too right yes yeah yeah, Michael and I worked together which was so cool when that happened that was like a full circle full circle moment for us because like I mentioned earlier he was the trainer first and I helped him get certified helped you know I was just there with him when he studied (laughs) Um, but anyway, he, we got married in 2015 and then he, um, started working at AEA, the credit union, uh, years went by, I think like five years went by COVID happened and then he had to stop working. Um, and from there he was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to go back to a nine to five job. A lot of things came up where he just realized, like, I don't think that's the environment I want to go back to. And he's friends with Brandon too, the owner of the gym. So he just messaged Brandon was like, Hey, can I you think I can train at the gym I'll just get recertified so now we train together and it's so fun I mean we've come a long way as far as being husband and wife and business partners but it was it's just so fun working with him because we both have the same approach and same philosophy and same mindset when it comes to how we want to help our clients and you mentioned earlier about mobility I got that um what would you call it experience that I don't know what else to call it, but I got where I got that from was CrossFit because prior to that, I was a bodybuilder and I didn't really, well, prior to bodybuilding, I was a dancer. So when I became a bodybuilder, I stopped stretching and I noticed I was a lot tighter 
And so fast forward some years, then I stopped bodybuilding. I did CrossFit. So it's just cool how your journey can take you in different directions and you learn different things in each season of life. Mm-hmm. And now here we are, like Michael and I training together and putting to practice with our own life and with our clients, just really trying to help people get stronger and live longer, like Fourth House says. But for real, like just mm-hmm. be able to have a good quality of life and feel good inside the gym and outside the gym yeah absolutely especially because you guys just have that expertise to share and Mm -hmm. and are there to help people yeah well we live it every day so yeah so what's what's your guys' kind of philosophy on coach on like your coaching and and your training what what do you feel like is most effective like what's your kind of ideal client that like you see results with or you know that you can be there to support that um i like this question because it made me think I think there's a few things that come to my mind. One, one of my approaches is, and I learned this way back when I first started training, I learned it very quickly, that everybody, when they come to you, is not where you're at. Everybody's coming to you like where they're at right in that moment. So I've learned to meet people where they're at when they come to me or to Michael. Um, and that way, they don't get discouraged. And that way, they actually see results because everybody's different. So I do my best to meet people where they're at when they first start training with me. And then to go along with that, once I assess them, usually for like on the first session, then I can do progressions with them because everybody's capable, whether they know it or not, when they walk into the gym, I see so much potential in like in every client that I train with. So and it's it's easy for me to get excited and want to like, let's do all these things. But I've learned to dial it back a little bit. So again, my approach would be just being patient, taking my time with each client, asking them questions, meet them where they're at. And then from there do progressions to help them build so that they can one feel good about what they're doing and not that it's too far out of their reach to live healthy and and move well and uh, two to just help them progress and keep the results that they're actually working for one thing that comes to my mind is this client um she's older and she started training with me because she didn't she wanted to prevent getting osteoporosis and she we started off with box squats just body weight and those were super hard for her then we started um or i think the trx and the box and a, a box anyway we just kept progressing and now she could do it with a band she could do a dumbbell so it's just so cool when you see that happening especially when you know where someone started yeah no even for me like when we started training together i remember like we were doing lunges and like stepping back and like that i, I think lunges were probably like the most painful thing for me to do for some reason but we like specifically train for that. So like you're not just like, okay, do lunges like every other person. Like you understand what that person is coming with, what they need, you know, so like we modified it. We like did things to intentionally strengthen how we did lunges. And I swear, like I saw results of like not having pain, like being able to do more weights with them, you know, not feeling so yeah. fatigued. So that was really that wasn't like really fun for me to see. And wasn't it cool that it happened in just a few weeks? I know, yeah. It really <laughs> did. And also, like, every time we worked out, it wasn't like I was gassing myself out. Like, I went to work right after, you know what I mean? But I worked out. Like, we went to work. So, (laughs) like, it was good. I was always sore. It was good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, lunges, nobody really loves them. But, yeah, we did work on them. You started with body weight and then the yeah. band that we were doing, and then you did end with like 20s, 25s. So yeah, so even cool. like deficit ones too. Like yes. that was before, like, would make me nervous, you know, like to, to step back because that is like what would cause pain at my knee for me. Yeah. But, but now we're good. So that makes me happy. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that is a really good point too. Like you have to meet people where, they, where they're where they at. Like as a health coach, 
I feel like what I see a lot and we can kind of like maybe talk a little bit more about the the need for kind of like self-care and stress management too and like the finding balance with with your training because especially like now in January in the beginning of the year I think that a lot of people are like in that mindset of I'm gonna go to the gym every day or I'm gonna like they're kind of they're kind of going like zero to a hundred with with some of these goals and I think it's important to kind of be realistic about like what what's sustainable what you can do not just for this month not even just for this year but for your lifetime as as a part of your lifestyle you know so like i think that's good that like you you teach a variety of things you 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 mentioned to me or like before that like your goal is to like help people not just like when they're training with you or in that session or just you know the, the the when you guys are working together but like afterwards too you know not just for for, yeah like for when you guys are working together Mm so um but I was going to say too that I think it's when I'm meeting like when I'm meeting with a lot of people and they're frustrated because they can't lose weight um especially if they're maybe premenopausal or menopausal and they have all these hormone changes like I get a lot of them kind of like getting saying to me like it's just what what happens like there's no if ands or but that they're gonna like struggle to lose weight and things like that but really like I find you're kind of that you're kind of just in a different season of life now and you have to prioritize self-care and stress management Mm -hmm. in order for your body to kind of feel safe enough or be in a place where it's balanced enough that weight loss especially specifically fat loss is possible because I don't think a lot of people realize like exercise is a stressor like Mm -hmm. if you are working a busy even just nine to five job or part-time job or anything you have family you have kids to take care of you have just other responsibilities other things going on in your life other stressors maybe you're a caregiver for a parent or something too like you just have real stuff going on in life yeah that's stressful plus you're going to the gym your heart you know your body doesn't know that you just went to the gym it just knows that your heart rate is up, your blood pressure is up, you're lifting heavy things. Like it's trying to perceive what this threat is. And so a lot of people don't balance all this stress out with things like mindfulness practices, like breath work or stretching, you know, just like journaling, meditating, praying, like things that help to kind of bring us back to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So like, what are your thoughts on like your self-care? Like maybe you can tell us a little bit about like your routine because i know you stretch a lot yeah thanks to you and alexis reigniting that that reminder in me that it's so good to stretch because mm-hmm. i i did a, i think i was hung at the gym the last time i stretched really good was when i was pregnant with my second daughter mia and that helped me i feel like it helped me a lot thankfully be able to have a natural labor and then i just kind of stopped probably because like you said life and mm-hmm. just being busy and then i started training with you and alexis and you guys are yoga instructors and you practice mindfulness you practice taking care of yourself and like you practice i like a lot about that yoga helps you um, release any suppressed emotions that mm-hmm. you might be holding on to that you didn't know you had and we all express ourselves in different ways but i really like stretching i really like journaling praying i was praying a lot mm-hmm. but the, adding in the stretching and the journaling like all of those together and uh, sometimes just sitting with myself mm-hmm. and and really acknowledging like why did I do that or why do I feel like this because at the end of the day no one else is going to help us mm-hmm. do that or figure that out like only we know ourselves best and we know what experiences we've been through 
it's not other people's responsibility to help us figure out like why we reacted like that mm-hmm. or why we feel a certain way so i just got to a point and again you guys came in my life at a perfect time to just remind me like i need to have that balance because i have the exercise town i can exercise you know like three four sometimes five times a week if it happens mm-hmm. but the other side of that like slowing down stretching journaling praying all of that is so beneficial because otherwise you just feel kind of burnt out yeah exactly you know? exactly like you're you're not helping anyone either too if you're not taking care of yourself exactly. you know like you're not going to perform your best at your job or like outside of your job and just things that you know you want to do or for your family if you're not taking care of yourself so like yeah. I, I what do you feel like I don't know. I think people just have a hard time like giving themselves permission to do that. And I feel like I try to make it a point when I'm teaching a class to thank everybody for showing up for themselves, for giving themselves permission to, you know, take this time. Mm-hmm. And they're exactly where they're meant to be because they are. Like I feel like people need to hear that more. Yeah. That's true. That's true because it does that's usually the excuse that I hear and I even had the same excuse earlier that I was busy, that life happened, you know? So the busyness of life it's always going to be there especially the time we're living in right now i don't think anybody's life is not busy whether mm-hmm. you're a business owner a parent a spouse a friend a sister um we all have stuff going on so life is always busy but i think it's important to like you said give yourself that permission to take the five minutes 10 minutes it doesn't have to be long mm-hmm. that's something that i've learned recently that it really doesn't have to take a long time um one time recently though i noticed that i was feeling a lot of tightness and heaviness in my chest and because of stretching regularly i was able to acknowledge that it was taking me a little bit more time to move that energy out of my body but every session can be different just once you start and mm-hmm. you you start practicing then you you can become more in tune with how you're feeling and how much time you need to give yourself to process whatever it is that you need to process yeah but it's definitely important to do it yeah, I think just even noticing that there's something there to process. Like otherwise we're we're kind of just like taking care of other people or doing things for other people and jumping from this to that and like our agendas are, you know, packed and we're not even aware that like we we need to be giving ourselves this time. So Yeah. What so like I love it. You do the stretching, you do the journaling. I think journaling is something that everybody should do. I feel like some people struggle with that though because they like don't know what to journal about they're like I just write about my day or I you know I don't really want to write about those things you know and bring that up you know Mm -hmm. but I think let yourself sit with it whatever it is or let yourself unpack those things and you can use a lot of these practices like breath work and meditation and mindful movement like yoga or maybe it's just a walk or maybe it's you know just like really being present during your your strength training mm-hmm. to kind of like move through that so yeah but yeah i think it all comes hand in hand like it's not just physical health like what's the point of having your dream body if like your mental health is shit or you hate yourself you know still yeah so yeah th- it all comes together mm-hmm. yeah you can't have i don't think you can have one without the other because going back to the stretching if if you don't have good mobility you can only get so strong before you hurt yourself and then if you hurt yourself you can't work out and then what happens you're stressed so that's like a big motivator lately for me to like take care of myself outside of the gym so that I can perform well 
inside the gym because when I work out that's when I feel happy because you know you release those endorphins you feel good but what if I'm not taking care of myself and then I'm having a bad day or I didn't eat good or I didn't I don't know you just go in with like not a good mind space or you go in with something that you didn't deal with or whatever the accidents can happen things can happen so yeah it's just good to face like you said face what you're dealing with it could be something little but the more you have those practices in Mm -hmm. your routine um I think it's better like you can manage them almost quicker exactly I think it's kind of like I I explained to people like mindfulness is like a muscle that you train just like any muscle in the gym like you're squatting so you can get stronger at at at, you know being able to 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 sit in in a chair or on the toilet and be able to stand up like there there's actual reasons for these things or you're Oh, you know, overhead pressing so you can be able to put something heavy up or like lift it up over your head, you yes. know, so like you're, you're, you're flexing those muscles in day to day life, you know, and it's not just in the gym. And it's the same thing with mindfulness. Like when you're intentionally focusing on, you know, some area like a focus, like your breath and meditation or a certain mantra or affirmation or something like that, it's this time that you're cultivating to to strengthen that muscle of mindfulness so that way when you're in your day-to-day life you get you know some crazy email or you are in traffic or there's a Karen at the the store you (laughs) don't you can choose how you want to respond versus Mm -hmm. reacting to the situation and I think that's like just really empowering that like you start to realize like life doesn't happen to me it happens for me you know Mm -hmm. I get to choose how I want to navigate these things so yeah. I think I think it's just kind of like a, you're, it's it's very similar. It's just muscles that you're you're training and flexing when you need them. Yes, I like that. That's so true. Yeah, that you're more in control of because you can't control everything that's going on around you, but you can control uh, how you react to things. Yeah, and the more you practice that mindfulness, then whenever you are in a certain situation where you got to keep it together or you don't want to lose your cool, if you practice training that muscle, you'll have a better chance at behaving or reacting in a way that is going to make you feel good mm-hmm. and not regret later like oh, why did I do that I yeah. mean of course that happens but and then it's just life it's kind of like back in that spiral of like not being present you're thinking about like why did I do that in the past when you like have no control over it mm-hmm. instead like choose the moments where you are present and you can make a choice yeah so but yeah I think cool. I love that it's like turned into this conversation because I it know. really does like all bleed into each other like like I said what's the purpose of like having this dream body if you're still miserable yeah. you know so for sure. Yeah, that's something I I talk a lot about with my clients is functional fitness. Sometimes they don't know what that means. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's like when you pick something up off the ground, that mimics a deadlift in real life. Like you said already, squatting is like getting off of the toilet, getting off of the ground. And we're really big about practicing full range of motion so that people can transfer that over into their real life. Um, shoulder pressing, like you said, so that you can push something overhead. You don't think about it until all this time goes on and then you're like, oh my gosh, I couldn't do that. So it's better to start now sooner mm. than later. Yeah, no, I think that's, yeah, just start now. Like it, you don't have to be like, oh, I wish I would have started, you know, last year, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Like just start now, start where you are. Yeah. That's, that's literally where you are. So Come as you are. Yeah. <laughs> I think, so I think another piece that is equally as important as physical fitness, as self-care and stress management is nutrition. So my degrees in nutritional sciences, I went to U of A um, 
and got my degree there obviously um and i really enjoyed it i think it was the perfect degree for me because at first i I went into it because i wanted to become a physician assistant so i was using that as like my prerequisites to get into like pa school as as more of like a preventative health background but then i was like i think i could do more like preventative health you know uh work with people as something in this field and so the thing about getting your degree in nutrition is that you are you can't you unless you're a dietitian you can't really be giving like nutrition advice um like like for people who have diabetes and things like that you can't really tell them like these are the macros that you need to eat but to be a registered dietitian you have to go now you have to get your master's degree and then you have to do like a year of an internship at the hospital and it was all very clinical to me so i still chose to like go the nutrition route but i didn't get my i didn't pursue get becoming a dietitian because i just didn't want to work in a hospital obviously i know there's like more that you could do but i feel like the work that i wanted to do was more like educational more just like helping people understand you know the the especially diet culture you know, and just like how everything out there is like, this is bad for you. This is bad for you. This is good. And then this is bad. Like, it's just like black or white sometimes. But I feel like that kind of puts people in a corner where it's like, I don't know what to eat, you know, like, and then they restrict themselves heavily. And I think like, it's just this vicious cycle that isn't helpful. So I feel like when I, when I graduated, like I wanted to focus more on educating people. So I started out at the health department as a health educator and then i became a health coach and started working more one-on-one with people with nutrition specifically um and then i started my own business and now it's been more about helping chronic dieters and so i've kind of done a lot of work with mindful and intuitive eating and just helping people to have a healthier relationship to food like that's really my goal is like helping people to find food freedom where they can choose how to nourish themselves they feel confident in what they're doing you know for their nutrition or for their you know physical fitness like they just listen to their body they trust their body so um i feel like i never really give people any kind of like things to stay away from i just really try to focus on mindful and intuitive eating which is basically just kind of pretending like this is the first time that you've ever eaten something and so kind of just taking all the senses in what what does it taste like what does it smell like how's the first bite different from the second or third bite like just really being present with your food and i think that's like eventually how naturally like yoga unwinded for me yeah (laughs) so and then um kind of like more mindful movement so but i'm kind of curious like what what do you kind of what's your kind of approach for nutrition well i loved listening to her and i'll talk about all that because that's really cool i help people with nutrition but i'm going to take some of what you just said right now because i also really like the teaching people how to be mindful and well, I, uh, from my own experience, I learned that gluten, dairy, um, things that are, you know, fast food mm-hmm. where you don't know how they're cooking it or what oils they're using, um, artificial stuff, um, artificial sweeteners, soda, like all that stuff. I, I mean, I stopped drinking soda a long time ago, but anyway, all of those things I have learned to stay away from. So I usually recommend that to my clients, but I like that you said to have them to hone into their senses because at the end of the day, everybody is different. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I know that that I know that gluten causes Im- inflammation and dairy too. Like it, it doesn't, not everybody um, can digest it well. 
but some people can you know like every just everybody's different so i really like how you said that i'm gonna use some of that too like to pay attention to because that's how i guess that's how i do it so maybe i'm gonna start practicing that more with my clients um right it's like very intuitive like like we already do that but now we're just like adding this extra layer of awareness to where like we can choose how much we want to eat to satisfy us and like what satisfied means to us yeah you know when we want to eat not just because it's lunch time or just because it's breakfast time like choosing foods that nourish you and that have using food for its purpose you know which is to fuel your life not Mm -hmm. control it so i think mindful and intuitive eating can be really helpful for people who feel kind of like kind of like really frustrated with diet culture and like seeing you know that this is good for you or this is you know bad for you right yeah 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 because that it can be overwhelming because i always say our workout is like one maybe two hours you know depending on who you are one hour out of your whole day but nutrition is like the rest of your day along with everything else we've been talking about but you know you like you've heard before you can't outwork a bad diet i mean it's true like mm-hmm. food is fuel it's like you're putting gas in a car and if you put better gas in your car it's going to drive smoother it's mm-hmm. going to last longer it's the same thing with our bodies food can either be poison or it could be medicine mm-hmm. but i think like you said it's really important to pay attention to how it's making you feel but it really comes down to each person and that self-discipline to recognize like this doesn't make me feel good i should stay away from it I know it can kind of tap into that overwhelming feeling of like, well, then what do I eat? But there are a lot of really good options out there. And going back to that empowering feeling, it um, it feels good to be able to do your own research mm-hmm. and to like learn. Because even though I have my nutrition certification, I'm a specialist in fitness nutrition. I, I have to do research for myself, too. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of things like when I look at labels, I'm like, what the heck is that? And so I'll look it up and on Google like, yeah. so I can learn about it. And then it kind of just helps me realize like, oh, like that's why it probably doesn't make me feel good or whatever. Or, oh, I should be eating more of that. So it's a learning experience. And I always try to encourage my clients to continue learning what helps them feel their best, um, encourage them to eat foods that make them feel good. And, you know, at the end of the day, we have only one body. we got to take care of it the best that we can. So it's a big learning experience, but each person has to be willing to take that on, you know, and not rely on somebody else to give them all those answers if they're going to make it a lifestyle or if they're going to make it something that works for them for the rest of their life. Yeah, I think you have to kind of have like that buy-in of like, I did the research, I understand why I'm doing this, not just because my you know i saw someone on instagram do this or even like you as their trainer or me as like their health coach told them to do this like they understand why so so i I think mindful like we talked about mindful and intuitive eating is definitely a good approach for a lot of people because it's asking you to kind of like check in with yourself to honor yourself and and be able to like trust yourself with what what you choose to nourish yourself with um and, and that's kind of like what, how you mentioned like your goal of helping people even after, you know, they stop training with you or in, in their in the rest of their lives. That's, you know, my goal, too. Like you're not just going to hit your goal weight and then that's it. Like yeah. you're using this information to make the next 10 years, next 20 years even better. Yeah. Um, that's what I try to do with macros, like teaching people what macros are just understanding because you hear the word macros and you're like what is that i don't even know what that is but it's really simple it's just protein carbs and fats and those are the three main sources of where we get our energy from and each of them play a different role but it's cool that when i teach people about protein 
and what it's good for i can see my clients even if they stop like because my services is a four-week service so even if they choose not to sign up again i can still ask them like hey how's your how's your protein going are you still hitting or eating protein in each meal and then it's so cool to hear them say like yes i'm staying mindful of it or Mm -hmm. i'm i'm looking at stuff to see if it has protein in it so just teaching them that too like learning what's in the food they're eating and um, how much of it they should be eating based off their goals yeah so what what do you like what's your protein goal for you because you're personally heavy lifting you're doing crossfit like what's your personal goal so i weigh like around 140 pounds so when i started tracking again last year like mid last year because it had been years since i was i had tracked because i was just not in that season of life but i started with my my weight my body weight one back then it was like 135 like one gram per pound mm-hmm. of body weight yeah yeah especially because i'm trying to build muscle mm-hmm. Even if you're trying to lose weight, I would still recommend for sure. either a, a pound per gram or a gram per pound, mm-hmm. whichever way it is. Or like if you're not there yet, because for some people that could be really hard if they're... I found with women, a lot of women are not eating enough protein. So then I recommend like at least 75% mm-hmm. start with that and then build your weight up. But I started with my body weight, 135, and now I'm up to 150 grams nice. of protein. And it makes such a big difference in how I feel when I lift. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that my body is fueled and full from the protein, I feel a lot more confident and stronger when I'm going to attempt heavy lifts instead of, I can feel the difference. Like if I don't eat enough, I don't feel as strong. And I mm-hmm. and that frustrates me because I'm like, I should have ate more. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah. I started to kind of pay more attention around like last year to more of like my nutrition, my macros specifically and aiming for like 120 grams of protein which is i weigh about like 108 pounds um i'm 411 so like (laughs) it's i'm small but um so i i try to aim for 120 which is more than a gram per pound but i'm trying to build muscle so yeah um like when i started doing that i i started to gain a lot of i feel like a lot of muscle like i was getting really toned like fairly easily like i didn't have to go to the gym too much but i was like just using my time effectively plus recovering effectively too like that's where your muscles are growing is mm-hmm. in the recovery window not in the gym when you're in the you know in the middle of your squat like you're breaking down that tissue but you need protein to start building it back up and repairing that muscle yes. so so I, so i i have a lot of i feel like a lot of sources of protein for me obviously things like chicken or ground beef um other you know turkey um just any kind of meats really i'm not Mm -hmm. really too particular fish shrimp you know all that um and then eggs egg whites like in the carton i love to do that you can even like add it to your protein like you can add it to drinks like a protein drink or something to add more protein like you don't have to cook it yeah. Um, I'll supplement with protein shakes when I'm kind of like more in season and, and I'm and I'm going to the gym more often. Um, I do like turkey bacon because it has less fat because you have yeah. to be mindful of like a lot of these high protein sources are also going to be high in things like fat, especially saturated fat. That's what I was just mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah. So trying to do kind of like some of these options that are yes higher in protein but aren't going to have too much fat. Um, yeah, it depends on what your goals are, but yeah, yeah. even if you are trying to build it would still be good to be mindful of how much of like the red meat you're having mm-hmm. because usually that has more fat chicken's more of a lean protein fish right shrimp uh turkey did mm-hmm. i say that already those are more lean proteins but i do have right now a mixture of a little bit of everything since mm-hmm. i am trying to build if i was trying to cut i'd probably not have as much 
red meat. I still don't probably have it in there, like ground beef. Right. But yeah. But choose more of like the leaner option than like yeah. the the 85 or something. Percent yeah. Lean. Yeah. Because you still want to stay lean mm-hmm. even though you're building muscle. Right. So. But I, I found there's a lot of like other kind of nifty ways of doing it. Like um, uh, protein pasta. Like so a lot of us are already making pasta. Might as well get the one that has protein added into it. Because yes, another benefit is that it helps to maintain your blood sugar. So when you're having it with carbs, the protein kind of helps to digest everything a little slower. So you don't have like this spike in insulin and then this crash in your energy. Like your blood sugar stays pretty steady because it's all digesting together. I love so that. yeah. So I feel like that's, um, definitely like something to think about if you have insulin resistant issues or you're pre-diabetic or diabetic or you just don't want to have those issues and just maybe also noticing like if you don't feel those crashes you know when you do mm-hmm. add maybe some cheese sticks or something with some uh, crackers that you're eating you know like notice the difference there um i also like to do um let's see what else adds the fair life milk i like um I don't know if you've had that one, but I don't have issues with lactose. And supposedly like this, the Fairlife milk doesn't have any lactose in it because they remove it. So if you are lactose intolerant, even though it is technically dairy, I don't think people would have a problem with it. Like every, everybody is going to be different, but I think the idea is that like it's, it's for people who are lactose intolerant too, but it concentrates all the protein in it. So it has like 13 grams of protein compared to almond milk or even regular milk that has like only one or three grams. That's true. Mm-hmm. I might try it. Yeah. Because I don't have any dairy anymore. I get everything plant-based or vegan when it comes to, like, I'm going to make stroganoff tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And the recipe online says sour cream and cream cheese. And I'm just like, I can't. Yeah. I just know it's going to make my stomach feel terrible. So I got a plant-based option. Okay, I'm yeah. see how it uh, tastes. Usually mm-hmm. it tastes fine. But anyway, I'll I'll try the Fair Life. I'll give yeah. it a try. Because you're like not the first person to tell me about fair life because of the protein in it no i really love it like i it's nice because before i would just use like protein shakes like the pre-made ones as like my milk and cereal to like get protein from that like if Mm -hmm. you want to do that and not like worry about any kind of dairy you could do like a non-dairy protein drink um i also like the oikos triple zero yogurt they're pretty yummy and they're only protein and like the pro version has like 20 grams of protein so Yeah, so I I feel like I found a lot of ways to like get protein into my day, which is nice. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I do yogurts too, but it just depends on the brand. I'll mm-hmm. try that one too. The Oikos, yeah, and then Chobani one is good too. I would I would go with like I don't know yogurts. There's so many different options, but mm-hmm. yeah, I would go with like probably Chobani and the the Oikos ones. I'll take your word for it. I'm gonna <laughs> try it. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, any other kind of thoughts on like nutrition it can like we can go down a rabbit hole with this one but i know nutrition can be so complex but it's really not i think it just comes down to what we said um taking the time to learn your body listen to it not just ignore how it's feeling right and then take action on whether or not you're going to eat something even like out of town you know just being mindful of of what makes you feel good what makes you not feel good Mm -hmm. and then sticking to that Obviously, sometimes you're in situations where you can't control everything, so you just got to take one for the team and just do what you got to do. But for the most part, just take care of yourself and take the time to learn what works best for you. Mm -hmm. I think another thing, too, is like just not like coming at it from like a non-judgmental place. Like 
even if you did overeat, you know, if you did eat something that is quote bad or, you know, like that, you know, already doesn't make you feel good. Like it doesn't help for you to beat yourself up and be like, why did you do that? That's Mm -hmm. bad for you. You should know better. Now you have to go to the gym and burn off all those calories or now you can't eat for the rest of the day. Like it doesn't help to do that. Like you're just causing more stress, you know, like just, just acknowledge it, learn from that experience and like choose a better choice the next time. Yes. So. But yeah. Good job. I like that point. <laughs> yeah. Don't be too hard on yourself. That's something I'm always reminding myself of. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's some other questions too that people had asked about nutrition. Um, somebody asked for on-the-go snacks or meals. So you have little ones. So like, I feel like you would be really have really good answers for this, like snacks that you could bring for them or like for yourself or just like because you are busy kind of day to day, just, you know, going from training to to other things. Yeah, well, I've what works for me right now, what I'm currently doing is I have a good breakfast, a good lunch and a good dinner. And then each of those meals have protein in it for on the go. I like how we I like we mentioned earlier, I have a yogurt because those are easy, Mm -hmm. like the drinkable ones. You just take those with you on the go. Um, I do, even though I get most of my protein from my meals, I do still have a protein shake every day because I just mm-hmm. like how it tastes, honestly. Yeah. And it's an extra 20, sometimes 25 grams extra of protein. So I have that every day just as part of my routine. I also like to do protein oats. That's really easy because I can drink that in the car sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I don't have a chance to eat at the gym, you know, because I'm training clients, but I'm hungry. So instead of waiting till I get home and wait till I make breakfast, I'll be driving home having my protein oats. And Mm -hmm. that kind of just sustains me for a little bit before I make my eggs and turkey bacon and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And then usually I'm pretty full by that point because I would have already had like four meals. I can wait until lunch usually to have like my solid lunch. And then I always have another little snack in between lunch and dinner. And it depends if I work out or not. But that's usually when I'll have the yogurt. I know this is really weird, but I like hard salami. And that's like seven or eight grams of protein, I think, for like four to six slices. So that helps a little bit. Um, My girls also really like eating turkey slices. I see no mas. They just eat them (laughs) just like that. And it's a extra protein for them. And uh, off the top of my head, that's all I can pretty much Mm -hmm. think of. Because that's what I'm currently doing right now. And it works for me. It helps me get the 150 grams of protein. And then... I do need to track sometimes just to make sure I am eating enough protein. Like last night, I, we had roast with rice, and roast is really high in protein. Mm-hmm. And I first served myself, I think it was four ounces, and then I logged it in. I was like at 138, so I'm like, okay, I am a little hungry. I'm going back yeah. to intuitive. It's a mixture of like eating intuitively, listening to my body, and also hitting my macro goals. So I was like, okay, I think I can have another mm-hmm. like three ounces of meat. And so I did, and then it helped me reach 150 grams. Yeah. So I think tracking is really helpful. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think it is helpful too. But I think you have to kind of be able to balance it out with the intuitive eating, you know, like not just rely on the numbers, like your body is telling you a lot more, you know, but like it is kind of nice to have that affirmation like, you know, I I am feeling better because I am hitting this target or, you know, this makes sense. I'm not making progress because I'm not hitting these targets. Yeah. You know, like it kind of makes it cut and dry versus like oh, I wonder why I'm not losing weight or building muscle or why I feel like crap, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, you're more, again, it's kind of like the theme. You're just more in control of your results. You're more in control of your outcome. And um, I noticed last year when I was gradually increasing my protein, I was like at around 140 grams, and I was doing that really consistently for 
maybe a month or two. And then I started noticing that I was feeling hungry at the end of the day. So I was like, okay, like listening to my body, I think it's time to up my protein again because I was starting to lift heavier, mm-hmm. um, do CrossFit, exercise more. So yeah, that's what it comes down to. Just listening to your body. If it's hungry, eat. If it's Absolutely. not, don't. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to, like people ask me, what if I have like this many macros left, but I'm not hungry? I'm like, don't, don't eat. eat. Yeah, no. don't eat. It's not worth it because you're, we're very adjustable as human beings like mm-hmm. we can adapt and so just give yourself time like i tell people to gradually build up to mm-hmm. their goals versus like i have to eat this much protein so i'm going to eat it whether right. like just to stuff my face just to get it in but if that's not right you know that's not going to give you that healthy relationship with food that yeah. you were mentioning earlier right because you're not going to track every day for the rest of your life and that's exactly. what we're trying to do is like we're trying to help people find sustainability and i think it starts with with a little bit of everything yeah, yeah, I'm glad we get to talk about this and for people listening because that way they know what to expect if they do work mm-hmm. with us is I use tracking as a tool, but I don't always start people right off the bat with tracking, even though I know it works and I know it's a great tool. There's other tools, too, that I like to pull out of my toolbox to help people depending on where they're at, because kind of like with training, if I give somebody macros to start counting and tracking it's like it can be overwhelming if they're mm-hmm. not already doing that so baby steps kind of yeah. build them up to it but like you said we, you you don't track forever i don't i yeah. kind of do for like a short time and then if i eat the same things every day and i know that it right. helps me hit my goal then i can i feel comfortable to stop tracking but every so often i'll like do it again like last night i did it again just to see where am i at because i squatted a new pr so like it motivated mm-hmm. me to like let me make sure i'm actually eating enough because i got so big you can goals. hold on to that yeah. yeah like i want to be able to hold on to what i'm working for right now mm-hmm. so it's a tool mm-hmm. it's not forever exactly no it really is a tool just like the scale like the the body scale just like you know other measurements that, that you might take like they're just tools to help us kind of get different different views of like the same picture yes so but um as far as like other snacks and things that i can think of for me um i really like to do trail mixes um oh yeah like the one that i have right now has a lot of like cranberries and uh uh or craisins and and raisins um little dark chocolates cashews almonds and i think walnuts too so a lot of really good healthy monounsaturated fats mm-hmm. the the fats that we need especially if we're balancing our hormones um so i usually snack on those and they they, they fill me up pretty well like if i'm just kind of like on the run um but i always have breakfast i always have lunch and then dinner is kind of just whenever i'm feeling hungry and however much i'm feeling hungry for because it mm-hmm. depends on like what my day was you know if i was teaching or if i was just you know sitting most of my day or whatever um, but I know that like if I start my day off well by having breakfast, having snacks, having a lunch, then like the rest of the day is a lot easier yeah. to figure out. Um, so yeah, trail mixes, just fruits in general, like bananas and, um, apples, apples, cuties, uh, things like that. Just having those kind of like on hand. I do the yogurts too. That's kind of like a good snack and I'll add granola in there. Um, and I do protein granola I was too just gonna say that. There's yeah protein granola. Yeah. i know i've found like a lot of tricks <laughs> even protein creamer like have you seen this it's like no. the powder creamer and normally like the powder ones like they may not be like the best um because they have a lot of, a lot of um like really processed oils but the one that i found i can't even think of the name right now but it was at walmart and it's a powder creamer but it had like very healthy ingredients creamer for coffee or mm-hmm. like tea yeah for coffee pretty much because it was like a powder one so i don't know how it tastes in tea I won't use it for myself because I don't drink coffee anymore, but I'll think of my clients yeah. next time. So send me the name of I'll it. I'll find, yeah, I'll find <laughs> it for sure. Um, but yeah, I typically do that. 
Do I, I do like any it. other snacks? Not really. I do like to, I mean, I do like to eat, like, so I'm, I'm surprised I don't have more snacks that I can think of, but I do like to eat. Yeah, when I give my answer to I was thinking, of like, what am I doing right now? And I only have, like, a few snacks, like, in mm-hmm. the day, but definitely still have them or even like apples with almond butter mm. or peanut butter if you like peanut have butter. you done like um like vanilla yogurt with peanut butter and then a little bit of honey and um in there and like use no. that as a dip that's really good too i love this mm-hmm. Thank you for the ideas. <laughs> yeah so uh perfect hopefully that helps just think of like on the run kind of things um and then another question is why is it that I can do weight training all day but can't do cardio at all? Is there a reason? So I'm not too sure about this question. It kind of sounds like maybe maybe they're asking because like kind of what we're talking about. Like if we did cardio all day, if we're just running all day, you're just activating this fight or flight response your body is like what are you running away from it must be something important and you're in danger because otherwise you wouldn't be running all day or you know needing to run um so i think it just kind of is because you're using different energy systems when you're strength training you're using the energy that's stored in your muscles that that you're activating there so and then when you're doing cardio you're kind of just running on like your blood sugar and then blood and then uh body fat so but but there is kind of like a point where if you overdo it with with cardio like let's say you're going to orange theory five days a week you're eating 1500 calories or less like you're just in fight or flight you're not giving yourself food you're overtraining way too hard and your body is just going to store more fat as a way to protect yourself because it's like this girl's running away from something and she's not eating so we need to make sure that there's energy on her for this threat that she's you know so so afraid of yes our bodies are so smart Mm -hmm. and like you said they don't know they're just gonna take care of us the Mm -hmm. best that they can but then that translates to people like why am i not losing weight or why am i not seeing results it's like maybe you should be eating a little bit more or maybe you should dial back the intensity of your cardio or like less days Mm -hmm. because it's still good to have right right it's still good to have in your routine yeah i think steady state cardio is really good like doing uh something where you can kind of like maintain it for like at least 20 minutes like i tell people if you can get out for a walk like that's amazing 10 minutes is great if you can get to 20 minutes that's that's really great because Mm -hmm. now you're kind of shifting into this energy pathway that uses your stored body fat for energy to to keep you going and it's not high intensity so your body feels safe and you're not like activating this this fight or flight response and with any kind of exercise whether it is like high intensity cardio or any kind of cardio or strength training recovery afterwards is super important like that's why people do the sauna that's why people stretch you know immediately after even listening to like calming music or just doing breath work at the end like that has like proven effects on like calming your nervous system and like shifting you back into rest and digest where again like the changes the adaptations that you're wanting to create like losing body fat and building muscle are happening so and i think people can do more strength training because well yeah the question i'm not too sure about but i think strength training we can talk about that but like strength training is really great for anybody to do because yeah. i mean let, i'll have you talk about it more like why strength why is training? it so good to do yeah <laughs> well yeah strength training is for all ages yeah it's like all ages it doesn't matter how old you are how young you are to some degree because I, I know when well, kids are very capable i know everyone might have different opinions about like when people when kids just start lifting weights but it's like start them small right mm-hmm. but kids are so capable and if you start them younger 
like you'd be so amazed like what they could do by the time they're like teenagers mm-hmm. but also adding in the recovery aspect don't mm-hmm. forget about that even when you're a teenager when you're young because you're not invincible forever right. but strength training is good for so many reasons um it helps you like it takes more it takes more energy to maintain muscle than it does body fat so um you can eat more which mm-hmm. is a good exactly benefit. yeah it kind of gives you like more of a wiggle room if you do have a little bit more you go over like your body's gonna put that that energy to use yeah yeah like don't take advantage of it but you can eat more usually like if you're lifting right. weights you're and not gonna like st- immediately store all this body fat you know like body will burn it versus holding on to it and then also um functionality like we mentioned earlier you you know as you get older and you're if you stop strength training you're going to notice that you don't feel as strong to pick up your grandkids or Mm -hmm. um, play with them at the park or get even just like up and off the ground yeah to get up and off the ground i've had clients tell me that once they start strength training with me they're like in their 60s and they told me, I can get off the ground so much easier now. And I'm like, wow, that's something that you don't think about when you're younger. Can you imagine getting older and not being able to get up off the ground? Like, I don't want to feel that. Mm-hmm. So strength training just has so many benefits. It also helps with your mood. It also helps with motivation because your mindset, it helps with your mindset. It helps you learn that you can do hard things. It helps prove to yourself that I can do hard things. Yeah. Um, it helps you sleep better. And I think that's all of them. But stating the obvious it helps you feel stronger Mm -hmm. which is a great feeling because when you feel strong there's like no other feeling quite like it life is easier i think like when i started to like start doing pull-ups like i'd never been able to do pull-ups and like i was just you know i feel like it is kind of harder for women to do so like for me to do i was like wow like that's showing that like my strength is like increasing and things were so much easier to do like putting the water you know the the five gallon water jugs inside like my dad would be like oh it's like go to the gym but only for free Mm -hmm. you know so like and it's it's true like it just it's all meant to kind of help out the outside world and what you're doing and making that easier so you're not like restricted Mm -hmm. you know that you can't do these things because you you don't have the the means to do it you know like just moving through that that like roadblock Mm -hmm. yeah and i don't know who all is listening to this but if you have an older person or someone who's older in your life and they're not strength training encourage them to even just do one time a week start Mm -hmm. with that uh build up you know from there because especially older people like you can be more susceptible to injuries and if you're strong and your muscles are strong it'll strengthen your joints it'll strengthen your tendons your ligaments you just will be less susceptible to injury and again nobody wants to have injuries because it just really brings you down Mm -hmm. so encourage the people in your life to strength train Mm -hmm. so on that note tell us like what some of your offerings are for for your guys's business for training for your nutrition programs and things like that well, the first thing that comes to my mind is if anybody is interested and can work with our hours, we can offer the first session for free just so you can come in and try it out and see what you think. And if you want to sign up for more, then we could take care of that later. So um, if you're listening to this, feel free to reach out to me and, and we can talk about schedules and see if our schedules work. And, and I'll put s- all of your information in the show notes too. So cool. all the, the Instagram emails, all that will be in there in the show notes if you guys want to reach out. Um, that's how I got started. I just was like, well, I'll see what this, you know, free training, you know, just one session doesn't hurt, you know, and, and then it just kind of went from there. Yeah. Yeah. Most people would usually have a good, what would you call it? Success rate. Mm -hmm. Like when people try out the first session for free and then they find out like, oh, this is a cool environment. You know, I didn't die. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I like this. So then they continue. 
Also, um, well, I train at B1 Monday through Friday. I work with Michael, so I take some mornings, he takes the others. And then I do afternoons Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, 3 and 4 o'clock. So I know that's going to be kind of weird hours for some people, but that's what I can do right now because I'm a mom of two. And it might change in the future, but for now, that's what I do. And then our online services are personal training. So somebody who maybe knows what to do in the gym or maybe they just lack that structure or guidance Mm -hmm. i can help them with that like send them a program and that way when they go to the gym they know what to do um i can work with postpartum moms as as well people who need guidance after having a baby we also offer online nutrition so i wouldn't see you in person but we would work together online and uh, again every client's different so i'll meet you where you're at and help you set up the best plan to help you on your journey and what, oh, and I also have my core guide and my glute guide. Those two are more tools that you can supplement into your training, your strength training, but they're both created with the intention to help you to help you not hurt yourself, to help you build a foundation that you can build on with yeah. all your other trainings. And if you hike or ride your bike mm-hmm. or whatever, th- that's the purpose of those two is to be informative and to help you um, not hurt yourself, honestly. So I offer those, that's everything that I offer. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> no, I, I think your services are really valuable. I highly recommend, you know, anybody who is even thinking about it, reach out to Adley, like let her tell you more about what she can do to help you because I guarantee she can do something for you. Um, Thanks. Yeah, and then I just wanted to mention too with kind of going hand in hand with the the physical activity and the intensity that we're talking about. I think some people, if you are, you know, maybe somebody who really just focuses on strength training or you just want to focus on more self-care, really anybody, I would invite all of you to join any of the classes that I'm teaching, whether it's at I Am Wellness or uh, Studio Y. I just um, today my the owner of, studio of I Am Wellness she messaged me and was telling me like how much a, a lot of the other students really enjoy my classes because some of the other classes that they offer even the yoga ones can be really intense mm-hmm. um, and the baralatas classes can be pretty you know high high intensity too so it's nice for them to like have that option of like a more restorative class and that's kind of how I focus more on my classes because I want everyone to feel like they're capable of doing it and that they are just there to to spend time with themselves like it's not another necessarily workout but it's this connection that you're you're creating with your body that you can choose to kind of progress with however you want you know with strength training or with more advanced yoga and stuff like that so and then obviously too I, I enjoyed the more advanced yoga too like inversion so Saturday the 27th from 9 to 11, I'm teaching an inversion workshop. So if you're wanting to kind of learn more about like any kind of arm balances, like crow or headstand, uh, handstands, things like that, we're going to go through like tips and tricks and all that, how to do it. I think anybody could be able to do it. So if you're like, oh, I I don't think that's for me. Like I can't do that. I'm, you know, I'm going to fall or hurt myself. Like there's, there's something that you can still learn from this class. Yeah. So cool but yeah all of our information will be in the show notes for you guys if you guys want to reach out about coaching training classes things like that uh, but yeah anything else you want to add no thank you so much for having me this was so fun i learned a lot from you right now cool. and you're so smart and this was really cool thank you no thank you so much i think this is going to be really valuable for a lot of people to kind of just like get your expertise our our just kind of like insight on a lot of these things that I think maybe a lot of people just need more support with. And so hopefully this kind of helps them take 
whatever that next step is for themselves yeah so but yeah thank you guys for listening and i hope you have a great rest of your week bye